All right, hey, and uh, welcome to what'll hopefully be the first of a whole bunch of podcasts that uh, Jim and I hope to put out called Wasting Warbler. We're going to be talking about cosplay and cosplay-related problems. Hi, I'm Jim. I've been cosplaying for approximately one month. <laughs> uh, I That's think accurate. I'm doing an okay job at it, and we'll get into that in a moment. All right, and uh, I'm Megan. I also go by Haiti online, and I've been cosplaying for an embarrassingly long time, probably about 17 years. Um, embarrassing because I should be much better at it by now, but I've been taking cosplay seriously for, let's call it, about six months, where I've actually been learning how to do stuff, but uh, I think we can talk about that in a little bit more detail in a bit as well. So, um, yeah, why don't we just go into what we've been up to recently? Uh, I've basically spent the majority of the time over the last month from mostly scratch, uh, with the exception of a couple of the cloth bits, making a Mercy costume. This has entailed a lot of foam, uh, plexiglass, wings, paint, 3D printing, uh, some more foam, some warbler, painting shoes. Throwing away a bunch of warbler trying of, again. Uh, no, I wasted some warbler mostly on a Kanan costume that I started right before Celebration, and then I was like... Uh, I guess cosplay's not for me. <laughs> and here we are. So this is the first serious costume I've really ever worked on. It's coming out okay. I think it's coming out better than okay. I think it's coming out really awesome. Well, what about you? What have you been working on? Before we get into like the specifics of each, uh, what I've we've been doing. I've been kind of a whirlwind. I was working on a Belle costume from the most recent Beauty and the Beast movie. I was making her a yellow ball gown. Which came out really nice. Uh, thank you. It took me like 60-something hours. And what was extra fun about that is I, like I said, hadn't been taking cosplay seriously for most of the time. I've been making costumes, and I recently took a sewing class just so I could learn all the skills that I was doing wrong properly. And uh, I told myself I wasn't allowed to start that costume until I finished that class, so I knew things like how to properly put in a zipper, or, like how to hem things right, instead of just futzing around with it. And uh, I think that came out pretty good. I am also working on one of the tracer skins from Overwatch, and I made a compostable costume, but that was mostly just thrown together with stuff that we bought off of Amazon, so I'm not sure if it counts. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all that I'm working on, where you're kind of in a mad scramble for Dragon Con in a couple of days. Yeah, it's a great time to drop everything and record a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm besides, mostly done. Besides the Mercy costume, I mean, I also have a Ron Stoppel costume. And, more importantly, a Fruit Stripe Zebra costume. Yeah, it's, that's a thing. So what were the main... Um, sticking points i guess you could say for the bell costume like you, you talked about the sewing and the class you took once you finished the class and had the the knowledge of zippers and seams what were like the challenges you had to overcome with this dress i know there was some stuff with some stencils uh finding the right type of paint and glue and all. i think actually the biggest hurdle was kind of getting out of my own head because just right from the start i knew that it was going to be this giant project to undertake especially since my confidence in my own skills was not super high just yet so um once I was able to just convince myself just to break ground on it and start cutting fabric I think that was kind of the biggest thing I also there's a lot of like detail work on there so there's a pattern that's either painted or embroidered onto the bottom of all the layers of your skirt 
and I think it looks painted. Somebody else told me they thought it looked embroidered, so we're kind of, I'm not totally sure what it is, and I haven't gotten near the actual costume to look at it. But uh, yeah, finding a way to get that pattern on there was really difficult. We ended up making a stencil out of basically paper and plastic and spray painting it on. And then I glued a million rhinestones on because I, uh, I'm not allowed to be happy, apparently, and just keep on making more and more work for myself. Jim, what, what do you think was the hardest part for your Mercy costume? I mean, the wings were like a challenge, and the armor was difficult. I, I, I guess I just don't like the way some of it came out. I'm really going to harp on that, but um, like the wings had a lot of parts to them. Um, I probably should have used thinner foam. It would have made easier... Uh, for for the working process of it, they'd be a little lighter. And then my original mounting designs may have worked. We had to rework the mounting design because uh, with the foam and the glue, um, and I think the thickness of flex I, I used, it ended up being a little heavier than I thought, especially once you had the Plasti Dip. Um, so we weren't able to use my original plan for mounting it, so we came up with a new mounting design, um, which is kind of based off of uh, Stella Chu's mounting design. Um, with a couple of extra straps because uh, hers are for the imp and devil wings, which sit in a corset. Um, as a regular mercy, you're not wearing a corset, so there's that. I feel like you are no stranger to plasti-dipping wings and then trying to wear them places and wondering well, why they're heavier than they should be. Well, I mean, like, in all the half-assed costumes I've done over the years, when you said, can you do a costume, I will just throw things together. I made a monarch costume that won... What did we get? Third place at a costume contest? It was second place second, at a Halloween costume contest. Second place so at a Halloween costume. For. I think I threw that together in about six hours. Uh, we bought some stuff from a Halloween store. I cut up some plastic and so on and so on. So it wasn't really like a real costume. So I feel like this is the you know first costume I've actually worked on. So something I really liked about your costume actually was how how many things we like tried just to see what would work. Uh, for example, we tried printing the yellow part of your wings on my 3D printer, and that looked like it was going to work, and we got all the, the, what's it called, transparent filament, and it looked really cool, but it just, like, would not come together. Yeah, no we had to print we them. We had to print them so thin, it was hard to create enough overlap on the two for them to glue together, unless we printed both of them even thinner and then created a large overlap section, but then we have a large overlap section you're going to see glue through, so basically you're going to have a big spot in the middle of these transparent wings that's going to be dark. So we ended up going with the Plexi with transparent paint, which if anyone's ever looking for an easy way to cut plexiglass, for years and years, as a, I should probably mention, I'm a construction worker, um, you see people cut plexiglass typically with uh, razor knives and occasionally routers or uh, a Dremel tool. I wanted to try using a fine tool, or uh, some people know them as multi-tools, uh, with just a wood drywall blade. Uh, it cut through very easily. It left slightly burred edges, but they were smooth. So I was able to quickly uh, cut those off with a file or sandpaper, which made for really clean edges when we cut the same plexi for your tracer mask. So, you know, trying some new things that we hadn't tried before or heard of anyone doing before worked out really good, especially talking about the fine tool multi-tool cutting for plexiglass, using mixtures of, of glues and paints and all these other things to try to get the effects we were looking for, like when you're weathering your, your guns and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, that was actually something that I was going to ask you about. It's just like, were there any techniques that you found especially helpful or useful in making your costume 
especially since this was like a larger build as opposed to it was a very large build for my first costume it was this was very ambitious i remember you up you basically came home just with armfuls of foam and said i'm gonna build mercy and these are how i'm gonna make the wings and i went all right all right i mean i got a pattern from stella chu she does sell her patterns uh so i got the pattern for the wings i ended up modifying it like quite a bit but having the ideas of how to cut the foam she has her biases cut into the patterns which makes for a really easy way to cut when you know which way you're cutting the bias because afterwards i did have to recut one of the wings freehand and i wasn't looking at the pattern thankfully i'd cut enough of these in a row i had to cut you know 10 of them in a row where i knew which way to cut the bias but without looking at it you might not even cut a bias when you're cutting these together you might look at it and say well that looks flat on the top but when you get into the actual detail of the picture, there's really a slight divot. So by cutting a small bias and then sandwiching them together, you're creating that divot. Uh, there is a gap in the foam. I didn't like the gap. It's something of a something that stands out in me as a construction worker where I hate certain weird gaps and stuff. So things like that can annoy me, and it becomes a real problem when I'm working with these costumes. Like me and you were talking about the clean paint lines. Do you remember? Mm. I had a real problem trying to get these clean paint lines. And so I spent lots of painter's tape and time over and over and over repainting these lines. And when all was said and done, I was using these techniques I'd seen other people use at job sites, on cosplay sites, and so on, where I'm seeing people with thick layers of painter's tape spray painting and spray painting and spray painting, or spraying with a, with a spray paint gun. What I ended up doing was going really old school and getting good quality paints and painting the lines by hand. And my lines came out so much crisper by hand with no painter's tape than they did with painter's tape and spray paint because the amount of overspray and dripping you're going to get. Um, so I think something that is really interesting for me is to bring my construction knowledge from somebody who works in buildings. I'm an electrician, but I'm not a painter, you know, but I spent years painting models. I still do these things to see the techniques I'm using kind of applied in a different way to costumes than you would say apply the same things. Cause do you remember when we were talking about cutting long swaths of fabric and foam and stuff? Mm -hmm. And you were using scissors. You were always using scissors. And then we went and got a straight edge. We got this giant four foot long straight edge. Yeah. And that it's a construction tool because you don't find those giant hard straight edges at Joanne's. You find um Yeah, no, I got that at ones. Home Depot. <laughs> you get it at Home Depot and it's probably a tenth of the price of something similar you get at joints. Yeah. I think it was like $10 maybe. And it allows you to create really straight lines with your chalk, whereas before you were going foot by foot with these smaller rules you get at these arts and crafts places. But not only that, you're able to take these long construction tools, specifically like a, like a framing tee, which is what you have, and use it to create a straight line and you can cut a really straight line with a really sharp razor knife way easier and faster than you're going to do with scissors you're going to have less rough edges and that's just i feel like something you hadn't thought about because i said it to you and then you did it and you're like wow I... because that's what everybody does yeah i feel like we have spent more time shopping for costuming things in home depot than anywhere else in the last couple of weeks um, and something I really like about that is that it's kind of um, indicative of how we've been kind of thinking outside of the box with our costuming, where I feel like prior to these couple of costumes, 
I would have gotten a lot of these same items at either Joann's or tried to like finagle them out of cardboard and foam, where instead you're just like, no, that's just, that's a part of a toilet. We could just, let's just go to the plumbing section and find some pipe. Well, yeah, very specifically, very specifically looking at the chronal accelerator on the tracer graffiti scan you're working on. Yeah. There's all these tubes, and you were talking about, like, you weren't sure how to do it, were you going to get hose, or... Or what, like, print them make on my, it my printer. And all this stuff. And if you look at it, it is liquid-tight. Mm-hmm. It's an electrical liquid-tight conduit with 90-degree connectors. So we went to Home Depot, we got the cheesy liquid-tight, which is all plastic, it doesn't have the metal and ground inside. Oh, no! Why? Because we're not running wires in it, we're not <laughs> using it for that, it doesn't matter. So we got a little bit of liquid-tight and some 90-degree connectors, we got a couple of... Um, two-inch uh, nylon splice kits for plumbing pipe to cover the tubes. And uh, everything looks to be a really good size and shape. And you, I think you're going to start putting that together tomorrow. And yeah. we'll see how it looks. I need to... Um, I worked out how the harness for that costume is going to look to this afternoon. And then tonight I think I'm going to start making the harness... And uh, I'm going to start putting all the tubing and stuff on top of that, hopefully tonight or tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I think just a really cool part of costuming is looking at a thing and saying, where where have I seen this before? What what is this? Because I don't necessarily need to make it from scratch. What the heck is this? Or even just looking at something, what's the easiest way to make this from scratch? Yeah. How do I finagle this from garbage? So, um, something I wanted to do on this podcast every uh, week or however often we put this out is talk about something, like, just kind of a mini discussion within cosplay that other people, if, uh, if they want to, can write in and kind of, like, join our conversation. Since we don't really have any followers yet, this is our first one, and I think that what would be fun to talk about for our first podcast is uh, things we're proud of that we've been doing so far. I think what I'd like to do, and I hadn't discussed this with you yet, is naming a thing that you're proud of yourself for doing, and then something you're proud of the other person for doing or accomplishing within costuming. Okay, that's cool. We should pat each other on the back. Oh, you want me to go first? Ugh. Alright, so, something I'm proud of myself for is I had finished my ball costume a couple of, literally a couple of days before the Boston Comic Con, and I kind of on a whim applied for the cosplay contest, which is something I've never done before and never thought that I would do because I don't necessarily have the best self-confidence and I don't, I don't always want to put myself out there like that. But I kind of had this epiphany where I was like, eh, someone I thought was coming out of town isn't coming in for this. And like my friends are all going to be doing their own thing. So like, I may as well, like, why not? Um, it's a really small convention. So Let's see how this goes. Let's see what judges actually say about my costume. And I'm, I'm really proud of myself for doing that thing because it was extremely out of character for myself. And uh, it was a really good experience. It was something I'm, I think I'm going to be happy to do again. And uh, I kind of know now where I need to bring my own skills in order to be a more serious competitor in these things. And uh, I think I'd like to bring myself up to that level. Um, and something that I'm proud of you for is, like like the, the title of this podcast, is we've been wasting a whole bunch of Warbla in the house. And the first time Jim tried to use Warbla, he melted it beyond just beyond repair. Like, he melted a literal hole 
in the Warbler. And it was an absolute disaster. And he basically went, I'm never working with this stuff again. This is, this is awful. This is garbage. I hate this. Never doing this again. And I kind of talked him into giving it another try for his mercy costume. Cause he was originally just going to do all uh, foam smithing. And I said, you know, Warble might actually have a nice finish for this thing you're trying to do. And he did it and he messed up the first time and then he friggin' did it again. And, um, then he just spent the time actually learning it, which is not something I usually do because I like teaching myself how to do things <laughs> and uh, messing them up a million times. And he's really, really good with it now. He's not going to say that he's really good with it, but no, he's he's gotten fairly decent at using Warble, especially considering we've been doing this for like two weeks. And uh, that's the thing I'm proud of Jim for. I don't want to know about you. I feel like we really should try to, you know, yes and and be positive. I just feel that. Uh, no, I just, I just feel that. I taking more time. I feel like I always try to rush through these things, and I feel like I understand the technique. And if you can get me to slow down, I feel like I can do nice things with the warble. Like my shoulders came out great on the mercy costume. They did. They came out amazing. But I do feel that. The chest and the legs could have fought better if I didn't rush through them so much. Well, the legs were the first thing you made, I'm pretty sure. And the legs we actually had to do two or three times because that was the part that you had messed up the first time. So when we went back and did them again, they came out, I don't want to say perfect or even right, but they came out so much closer. And then by the time you got to the chest and then the shoulders, you were just getting progressively better and better each time. Well, thank you. Um, so I think... Personally, uh, I think for myself, I am proud of getting into the social aspect of the cosplay because I want to <laughs> be the worst part. I want to be frank with the listeners here. I hate people so much. What? I'm personable and I like meeting people in person and talking to people. I feel that. The internet, and I'm sure Twitter's going to prove me right, at Wasting Warbler. Um, I feel like the internet can get real aggro real fast. And, you know, I got really nervous posting pictures of my wing progress and my halo progress and so on and so on online. And, you know, people were really positive and asked me questions, and it was nice. So I, I joined the, was it Amino? Yeah, Cosplay Amino. I'm probably the third oldest person on Amino. The second, second oldest, oldest is sitting across the table from me. <laughs> Um, we're 30 we're 30 um but so i posted these on amino and i was kind of worried because sometimes people could be on the internet and like oh that cut doesn't look clean or your glue looks like garbage or blah, 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 or why are you mercy with a beard but everybody <laughs> was you know really nice and pleasant and it was nice and i feel like for me just getting into that aspect of it was was hard and good um, for you, I really don't want to, so I won't double down on how proud of you I am for going to the contest. I knew you were going to say that, so I stole it. But besides that, I'm really proud of you sticking to these things. I know sometimes you get into your head about these costumes, and you just, like, there'll be three weeks leading up to a con, and in ETA week three to con, you're very excited about the convention. You're working on your costumes very hard. Week two leading up to the con... You panic, you drop everything, you don't work in your costumes at all. Week one leading up to the con, you don't sleep for an entire week. <laughs> so I feel like this year you've done a significantly better job of managing your time. And I know it's because, like, we're adults. But 
I'm only talking about the difference in a year. Like, you've made a lot of progress in your time management skills as a cosplayer. You haven't been rushing around very much. You got everything done for your bell dress on time, and it looked fantastic. And you got it done with time to spare, which was great. I think I got it done with, like, 26 hours to spare. Well, that was only because you had decided to add extra details at the end. It needs rhinestones. But I'm really proud of your time management um, assessment. Since you stole mine. Yeah, I mean, I think my time management has gotten better, like, not in the last year, but in the last four or five months. Uh, because I did that exact thing you're talking about leading up to Celebration. And, uh, frankly, my Sabine costume is still still sitting in my basement half done. Because, by God, that thing's going to be perfect, and I just have not found the time or just the mental wherewithal to sit there and paint all those little details on. So it just will forever sit. Just halfway done. Perfect. Yeah, hooray! I know what's up. So, um, one last thing we have, uh, one last, well, I guess, section we have before we, uh, we move on is, uh, we, we put out some questions. Well, we asked our friends if they had any questions. We'd love if, uh, people who are listening could write in with their questions, um, but since we don't have listeners yet, like I said, we've just, we asked our, our cosplay friends if they had any questions. We do have a couple. So, um, the first one I have is, and I, I think this is a really good question for you, actually, Jim, is what tips do you have for beginners who have never cosplayed before? And I know that you have, in theory, cosplayed before, but considering that you really only considered yourself a cosplayer for about three weeks, what tips do you have for people who are just driving in? Diving in, not jiving in. Um, well, first off, jiving in, way better than diving in. Hang on. <sighs> He's doing the hand jive right now. It makes for great radio. Yep, there it is. No, well, no, now I'm voguing. Now he's voguing. Jesus, I married this man. You sure did. Ugh. Almost five years ago. <laughs> so, um, I think what's really important about starting cosplay, especially as myself, a 30-year-old man, is one, don't invest too much up front. Um, because it feels like, you know, I kind of lucked out in that my wife cosplays and I have a lot of tools already, but it seems like most of the tools I used were really cheap and simple. So I feel like not giving yourself a lot of upfront costs is really important. Um, because if you look at a costume and you're like, okay, I spent, you know, three weeks of my time on this and you know, maybe 40 or $50 of materials. And I put a lot of hard work in this and it looks really good. Even if it looks the exact same as something you had poured like three or four hundred dollars into, you're gonna feel way different about it. I think spending a little bit more time and effort into stuff is way more beneficial to you if you want to actually become some sort of cosplayer rather than just going online and buying something and painting it. Um, the other thing is like go watch stuff. See, there's so many resources. I never realized this. Like I can just Go online right now and find a tutorial on how to make Genji's right pinky glove. And it's like a 30-minute tutorial about how to do his pinky. And it's crazy. Is it? Is there literally just his pinky tutorial? No, dude. Come on. I'm, it's dude, an exaggeration. No, you, but, but the Overwatch community is insane. And if you told me that was a thing, I would completely believe you. Well, no. I found uh, just, I think, like a six-minute tutorial on how to do just his gloves. Okay. That makes sense. And like... That's a really great tutorial, and you, there's stuff like that. I didn't know how to make hand armor. Now, like, I understand how to do it. I haven't done it yet, but I plan on doing it soon. 
Thankfully, I don't need this Mercy costume. Um, but I wish I had watched more armor tutorials before I had done the leg greaves because they'd look a little bit different and they don't look bad. Yeah. But they look like really, really standard. And I could have done more detailing if I had spent some more time up front mm -hmm. researching. That being said, don't spend three weeks, three weeks researching and not working. You need to... I work feel very on, called out right now. You need to work on like really managing your time. And so you can say, okay, this is something I've been trying to do this whole time is by this Friday, I want to get XYZ done. Which means I'm going to work on XYZ, research XYZ. I'm not going to look at CDF. So I'm going to look at the, these things and work on these things. And a lot of times what I would do is I'd look at my time and be like, okay, I've glued my wings. And now I have to wait until they're dry before I can paint them. So I'm waiting for these to dry. I'm going to go over here and start putting together my staff. Staff's being put together. Well, that's drying. I'm going to come back over here, paint my wings. Or prime. That's a lie. Plasti dip my wings while the plasti dip's drying. Move over here. Now I'm going to prime my halo. Now I'm going to move back to the staff. Work on putting more of it together. Move back to the wings. First coat of paint. So on, so on, so on. By managing my like drying time, I think I was able to do what for a beginner cosplayer should have been probably two months in. So far I'm at like three weeks. And I think I'm doing okay for time management. Um... I, you know, I work a full-time job, and this is the busy season for me. I think not last week, but the week before, I put in 72 hours, you know, and I'm also technically a semi-professional athlete. I do have to go to the gym still, um, write practices, so on and so on. I feel like that's a bomb you just dropped. Uh, what, what sport do you play? Uh, I play roller derby. All right, cool. You can find me on the social me's at, at Speedo Parker. Do I say at, at? I have no idea. So what would you say to a cosplayer who want or somebody who wants to get into cosplaying but is kind of nervous to jump into the jump into the community or jump into costume making? God damn it, do something easy, man. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> well like don't do something so Are you saying don't make a mercy costume as your first serious cosplay? So I did I'm a little over my head. You know, I can admit that. I've done most of this myself. You helped me with a couple of things, right? Couple I've done most of this myself. I did. I didn't do the sleeves and the, the little waistcoat thing. I didn't end up buying those. But we're talking about remaking those parts. Um, but I think you wouldn't want to start with something like easy, easy. Like and I'm not shitting on these cosplayers. I think that's really important to say. But if you want to get into it, you'd be like, oh, my first cosplay is the guy from Firefly who's just a guy in a suit with blue gloves. That's a cool kishy costume, and it's always a good joke. But if you were like, oh, I want to get into this, choose like a nice like intermediate cosplay you can get into. Something that's going to have like a little bit of the element you want to work towards. Like if you want to work on foam smithing armor, find something that's going to have a little bit of foam smithing. Not something that's going to entirely rely on it. If you want to work on warbler, something that has small parts of warbler, so on and so on. So if you want to work on foam smithing, it might be a cool idea to choose something that has like a little bit of armor. A little bit of shoulders or a little bit of, you know, leg greaves or arm greaves or something. A couple of small pieces. Don't make a Reinhardt as your first cosplay. What? If you want to do something really 3D printing heavy, maybe you just got a 3D printer, you want to start putting stuff together. You know, think about, uh, this perfect example is some of your Star Wars costumes. You did a lot of the sewing because you are good at sewing, so you didn't have to worry about those things. But it was kind of your first 3D printing in cosplay, so you 
You made these blasters and you put them together and they were looking back on it. You spent probably, I want to say, ten times the amount of time we spent on any of the Overwatch blasters. Oh, yeah. Easily. And it was just because it was your first thing. But they came out really nice. They look good. And it was something you'd be proud of. And it was your first 3D printing uh, foray. And now we're, in, we're into costumes where I've we've basically printed an entire spool into my Mercy costume. Oh my god, his staff took an entire spool. Literally an entire spool of, of 3D printer filament is in his staff. So when you see pictures of it on, on one of our Instagrams, just know that's 30 hours worth of printing. It was more, more than, that. than that. Oh my god, he had the printer was running for just a week. It was a giant box a of week, small right? plastic parts and yeah. So I feel like we've gone off the question though. Well, no, I, I don't feel like we <laughs> only a little bit. A little bit. And I, you know, I listen to his own podcast. Tangents are great. I love tangents. But anyway, I think what I'm getting at is look at what you want to do in cosplay and then kind of work back and then be like, this is what I want to do. These are a couple of things I'm interested in. What's one way I can work on what I want to do without relying on it? Like I kind of work on wanted to work on foam and warbler and save for the wings, you know, I'm just looking at chest armor, leg armor, shoulder armor, which is a reasonable amount. I feel like for your first cosplay, um, when you add in the wings, it gets a little out of hand. But we handle those like a champ. Um, so yeah, I think it's it kind of comes back to the same thing I've said like five times. Planning and time management are really important. What else you got? Um, this is kind of a related question, but I think since it's the other side of it, it's probably a question for me, is any advice for someone who wants to get into sewing or or has never been sewing before but wants to start to learn? And uh, so I started to learn how to sew when I was like 13, and the person who taught me basically just went, this is how you load a sewing machine. This is where the bobbin goes. This is where the pedal is have fun. And I had to teach myself everything from that point. And this was before YouTube and before YouTube, before YouTube, would you have to get them on VHS tapes? Oh my actual God. And I didn't actually take a whole math class when I was in high school. I was in a, the talent and gifted or the tag program, which meant I just got to play in a computer for uh, 45 minutes a day instead of learning useful life skills they uh, talented and gifted us right out of class it was it was pretty cool at the time but in retrospect I kind of wish that I had done something a little bit more useful with that time so I didn't actually learn how to properly sew until earlier this year and for the last 16 or so years I've been just teaching myself and learning things in a trial by fire kind of basis. So I would do a thing and I would do it wrong and I would tear out a bunch of seams and I would do the thing again. And that would just be how I would sew. And I finally took a sewing class about three months ago in Boston. There's an adult education center. Uh, in, in taking this class, I was basically forced to come to terms with how many of the things I had taught myself were completely incorrect. And they worked, technically. My costumes never really fell apart. They all look pretty good on the outside, but the inside's always super haphazard, and none of the, none of the hems or seams are ever properly finished or anything. So learning real techniques was, was really beneficial. So if you want to learn how to sew, um, I'd say actually, like, learn how to. There's nothing wrong with teaching yourself. But make sure that you also get a good hang of... You, you get a hang of 
the actual basics. And I'm not necessarily saying you should go take a sewing class because, I mean, it costs a little bit of money, so maybe you don't really have that in your budget, but um, watch tutorials online. There are so many of them now. YouTube is just full of, of tutorials uh, to help you learn how to do literally anything. Find a friend who can sew. I find that most people who know how to sew are more than happy to teach their friends so that their friends will stop asking them quite so much. I find that a lot of times art stores will have, they'll have really simple sewing classes. So how to make things like, uh, you know, pillowcases or just really simple blankets, things like that are super, super helpful. But yeah, so if you, if you really, if sewing is a thing you want to learn, if that's a part of cosplay that you want to get yourself into, I would buy a super cheap machine. I find that Brothers and Singers are not super expensive, but they are tanks. They will put up with as much abuse as you want to throw at them. I think I literally dropped one of my brothers down a flight of stairs, and it continued sewing for a good couple of years after that. I finally replaced it with the workhorse I have now. But yeah, um, a cheap machine, especially around the holidays, and you can really, you can really go to town and start teaching yourself a whole lot of things. Yeah, so I think that's uh, that's more or less what we have for, for today. Hey, thanks much for listening. You can email us at wastingwarbler at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at wastingwarbler. You can find me on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Haby Cosplays. Haby is spelled H-A-B-I-E. And for Jim, you can find him at Speeder Parker on Twitter or James F. Colleran on Instagram. Thanks so much. Have a good night.